Good morning to everyone listening. I'd like to welcome all of you to the Prairie Doc Radio Program. Dr. Rick Holm, our medical expert, will be here in just a minute, and he'll be ready to answer any of your questions. His specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with the Avira Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. Until Dr. Holm gets here, we do have a guest in the studio. I'm so happy to welcome Dr. Jeff Johnson, a general surgeon with the Avira Medical Group Brookings. Good to have you here, Dr. Johnson. Good morning. It's good to be here. Well, thank you. In the time that I've been doing this show, I... I lose track of time, but I know you're fairly new to the Brookings Clinic, which could be anywhere within the past 10 years, if fairly new for me. So tell us a little bit about your coming and what brought you to Brookings. Uh, sure. I've been in Brookings since uh, 2014. Um, I started work at the Avera Medical Group Brookings in uh, April of 2014. I came from um, Western Colorado, which is the just as pretty on that side. It's just got a lot less people. Uh, it was uh, it was a nice place to practice, but uh, what brought us to Brookings is we wanted to be a little bit closer to my wife's family. Uh, they live in Sioux Falls, and I uh, was familiar with Brookings uh, in my uh, travels around the country. I, I knew that it was a uh, a vibrant community with a a lot a, a strong uh, economic base and a great university. And uh, Avira is a is, is a strong uh, a strong company so those are a lot of the reasons that i decided to come and uh, practice here and what practice do you have uh, so a general surgery practice um, kind of encompasses uh, mainly a lot of abdominal uh, surgery um, surgery on the intestines also repair of uh, hernias uh, myself and my partner dr we are the Physicians and surgeons that would see if you needed your appendix out or you were having gallbladder troubles. We also do um, quite a bit of uh, surveillance and screening endoscopy, which is looking for colon cancer and treating people with heartburn or reflux, things like that. Well, you have a varied practice, and I'm sure it keeps you busy. I'll bet Dr. Wee was happy when you did arrive. Uh, yeah, she'd been uh, taking call almost every day uh, for more than a year, so uh, I believe she was. It was uh, a great relief to have two. Was uh, pleased to uh, have some uh, have some assistance. Yes. Well, I know we have the two orthopedic surgeons on staff now, and I'm sure when there was just one, they were, it just makes it easier if you have someone else in the same practice when you're there. Uh, without a doubt, um, just the uh, the responsibility of of you know knowing that you are on call every night or every other night um, is significant and it, it can be very helpful just to have someone there uh, that you know can help you out if you need it. Great. Well, if any of you have any questions of Dr. Johnson, if you have maybe upcoming surgery or if you've uh, just wondered what the surgical procedures here in Brookings would be, you could give us a call at 692-1430. I've mentioned before, if you're calling from out of town, give us a call at 605 our area code, 692-1430-1430. We'd love to hear from you. Dr. Johnson is here, and as I said at the outset of the program, Dr. Holm is on his way. He should be here in just a couple of minutes. Maybe we'll take our first break, and when we come back, the good doctor will be with us. Vaping is a term for using an electronic or e-cigarette. There have recently been illness and death associated with vaping that is currently under study by the Center for Disease Control. 
Patients in this CDC investigation of vaping-related illnesses have reported symptoms such as cough, shortness of breath or chest pain, nausea, vomiting or diarrhea, fatigue, fever or abdominal pain. Some patients have reported that their symptoms developed over a few days, while others have reported that their symptoms developed over several weeks. A lung infection does not appear to be causing the symptoms. Anyone who uses an e-cigarette or vaping product should not buy these products off the street and should not modify or add any substances to these products that are not intended by the manufacturer. See a healthcare provider right away if you have symptoms like those reported in this outbreak. Brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. As I said when we took a break, Dr. Holm would be showing up today. This is Joan Hogan. I have Dr. Jeff Johnson, who joined me at the outset of the program, and he is a general surgeon with the Avera Medical Group Brookings, and our own Dr. Holm has arrived. Mm -hmm. Good to have you here. Before you came, Dr. Holm, Dr. Johnson gave us his background, and he... uh, I'm sure you couldn't hear it all. You're driving in the car, but you didn't catch it all. I caught most of it. Yeah, and he's well. You knew he's been here <laughs> since 2014. Sound? Very impressive. Yeah, thank it you. Was <laughs> truly <laughs> impressive. <laughs> right, right. So, Dr. Johnson has been a wonderful addition to our our clinic, and the level of expertise and experience and depth of uh, of uh, in, uh, intellectual prowess and the diagnostic tools. I mean, you know, they say a really good surgeon is also a good internist. And so uh, we just, we are so pleased to have the two of them, Dr. Wee and Dr. Johnson, you know, very, very superb general surgeons here in this community. We are fortunate indeed. We are blessed. And speaking of surgeons, I will mention again on November 5th, there's going to be a joint replacement option seminar scheduled at the Brookings Health System with the two orthopedic surgeons, Dr. Michael Homo and Dr. Mark Mayer will be there to discuss any possible joint replacement you're considering. If it's hip, if it's knee, they're here for you and you can find out about it. You're not signing on for the (laughs) surgery, you're just finding out about it here in Brookings. So I think it'd be well worth your benefit. I went to the last one and I thought it was very helpful and very informative. Mm. I appreciate it. When I started, Dr. Van Gopel started just in the heels of my beginning. He was a general surgeon who also did hips and knees, who also did whipples and chest surgery. And he, he, he did a lot. <laughs> he did probably too much. But, you know, at the time, we, we, you know, he was exploring the possibilities. And he was a great surgeon. I mean, I saw him. I mean, people recover from Whipple surgery from him his work you know i mean he he, he uh, perhaps too aggressive but um, at the time we were so happy to have a general surgeon and he was really good and now we have two and we're very pleased and say I, go ahead i was going to ask you you were you've seen any repercussions of ngopal and on the charts and so on and so forth or not much i have not uh certain people have had procedures by him but nothing no significant complications uh I know that the anesthetists, uh, the, the <laughs> folks that help us uh, take care of people while they're asleep d- uh, during the operation, uh, they worked. Uh, they worked hard with uh, Dr. Van Gopal when he was here. He did a lot of complex operations and uh, on on fairly uh, on people with a lot of comorbidities, as we say in the business, which means they have lots of other problems. 
complicated complicated cases. cases that's right and, and he had a trap line out going into minnesota and around and north and south and east and west and pulled uh, all those patients. that's funny you mentioned that trap line yeah it's a uh, an old saying in surgery if you wrap up early for a day you'd say well i'm gonna go check the traps and uh, yeah. <laughs> <see if laughs> yeah. we can scare up any more work <laughs> yeah. so he did have a trap line he okay. did yeah that was something else to work with him it's uh, funny that you or uh, interesting that you mentioned that the uh, the joint camp and information for folks out there uh, regarding orthopedic surgery and joint replacements uh, that the amount of growth that continues in orthopedics is uh, it's really astounding i mean um, as um, people in their 60s and 70s start to wear out um, the cartilage in their joints they don't want to be stopped and so uh, and there if there's one thing that there's going to be more and more of it's people in their 60s and 70s yeah and and you know i i used to say oh too much surgery i mean my job as an internist was to prevent surgery you know keep them away from the orthopedists who would cut on their backs most of the time and um now I'm I'm a, such an advocate of exercise and, and movement that I realize that the value of being able to keep on going and moving and walking and shaking and dancing and so on is well worth that. And I've changed my tune. Well, good you did. I did, I did want to say how much I appreciated Vin Gopal all those years. He and I had a relationship that was uh, really important to me. And uh, if I was in trouble, I needed another opinion he was one of those guys who had opinions, and he also had a scalpel. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, you know, we did a lot of things together, and it was it was a, a great experience for me. Well, Dr. Holm, we will get beyond Dr. Van Gopel now because we did have a caller with a question. It had nothing to do with surgery. It had to do with thyroid medication. Oh, Jeff this knows caller, the answers to these, I'm Okay. Sure. Oh, Jeff's up on this. Sorry. <laughs> this caller is on thyroid medication, but it's causing dizziness. Can you discuss, after taking a medicine like this, you're feeling unstable and feel lousy? Do other people feel this way? Should? I don't know if this was a man or a woman that called. Mm -hmm. All right. right. Oh, woman. It was a woman that called. Okay. And my, I don't have a good answer on that. Um, I think for the vast, vast 99.99% people get on levothyroxine, which is the gen generic version of Synthroid. And if you can get to the right dose, and, and you ha that's, that's the big the, the crux of this. You need, there's a million doses of levothyroxine because... Everybody's different, and and then they change over time. The person does it. The person does. Okay. Their their needs uh, change. Their thyroid burns out some more. And they need more. Whatever. So I, I my thinking is make sure that you talk to your primary care provider and, and explain those symptoms and exactly the timing and when they occur and when they might. Um, you know, and there's other factors. Very likely, there could. There, she's when a, people people take their medicine in the morning. They take more than one medicine. There could be something else. Jeff, you have to to your point, Rick. The, uh, it cannot be understated the importance of if you're experiencing a side effect, if you're unhappy with how a medication is making you feel. The 
you must let your primary doctor know or the physician know that prescribed it. I think oftentimes patients are somewhat uh, resentful that we were put on this medicine and now it's not working. And uh, But medicine is a... Um, we and I, I hear people say it that we're just practicing air quotes medicine, but right. th- that doesn't necessarily mean that we are practicing on you. But our practice is to do these things and then adjust them as uh, as someone needs them to yeah. be adjusted. Exactly. It, 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 you don't you don't hit a home run with uh, with a first shot every the uh, first pitch every time. No, you sure don't. That's exactly right. Well, that's right. really good advice for her, and uh, she sounded very concerned. I know our receptionist took the call, and our thoughts are with her. And again, your advice is definitely check with your primary care physician and find out how you're doing and what can be done. Look, and, and sometimes the medicine that you're taking is could be an herbal medicine that you think is totally doesn't count. You didn't bring it up, but the fact is that's the cause of the dizziness. Or it could be that there's a whole different problem. Uh, and your blood pressure is too high, uh, low or too high or dropping too low when you stand up or, um, you know, So many things could be affecting it. You know, okay. you, can, you can go on and on. We could spend a couple of days talking about the causes of lightheadedness. <laughs> a lot of different reasons. Well, uh, before we take our next break, I did want to mention your program on Thursday night. And you're going to be covering angels, spirituality, spirits, ghosts, experiences we cannot explain from this side. I think it sounds like a Halloween show. Would it be by any chance? Well, uh, and you know what? It is is exploring the things that are going on that we don't understand. Uh, You know, Jeff may, as a surgeon, you know, they always, everything is cut and dried. You cut it here, you tie it here, you know, everything is straight. And that's the way we like it. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we went into this business. (laughs) Internal medicine is um, uh, there's a there's rattles and shaking and dancing and, and shades of gray, shades of gray <laughs> and um, there's also uh, things out there that we don't understand that I believe are real, and um, and if you if you are a churchgoer, uh, that's that's another part of it, the spirituality that you don't understand why there is I mean what is this Holy Ghost uh, and. Uh, and I tell you, when, when you care for people and they see people standing around the, their bed as they're dying, or they go into a trance and they see the, uh, in, a, in a coma and they, they see a, a warm light at the end of the tunnel and then they wake up after the resuscitation and they tell you these are real stories and there's consistency to the stories. Um, you know, I, I believe there's a lot more than we understand. I now, agree with you. And I'm, now I'm going to throw that at Jeff, the, the, the general surgeon, the, the brain of a, of a calculated intellectual uh, uh, scientist. What does what your take on that? Um, just if you, if you imagine, uh, those of you out there listening, there are uh, this broadcast is reaching you by radio waves, which you cannot see. And that's something you know about that you can't see. So now imagine all of the things out there you can't see that you don't know about. <laughs> that's <laughs> a really good way of putting it, I, Dr. I, Johnson. I I've like heard that. that. You know, they, so what is the soul? Or the better question is, what is consciousness? Awareness of uh, yourself, right? I am here, and Dr. Johnson's right over there. Joan Hogan is over here. Bob is sitting at the table kind of 
thinking wisely about whether this is all important or not. And, um, but we all have our own thoughts. And of course, we fear our death, that, or we commonly fear our death, or many people fear their death. And uh, that consciousness, we can't explain, really, by the neuro... neuro uh, well, I would challenge you there, Rick, that uh, certain people, Buddhists being one of them, meditators would tell you that you are not your thoughts. You are actually the entity that observes your thoughts. I've, I've heard that, too. <laughs> and, uh, and there's the, this whole... This is getting very deep. Ooh, <laughs> deep is you kind of what we get. You are not your thoughts. We get pretty deep around here most <laughs> Wednesday mornings anyway, don't we? Sure. So... Uh, but but my my sense is that there is that entity within us uh, uh, that we think is within us that our consciousness comes from our brain. But there are those who suggest that consciousness, like gravity or neuro neuro uh, radiation waves or radio the, waves, the energy itself has to go live on. It's from somewhere else. Yeah. It doesn't go away when the brain deteriorates in the end. Well, this show tomorrow night should be really interesting. Today, we're going to take a break. Okay. We'll be right. If you have any questions, please give us a call, 692-1430. We will return right after these words. Kids are back to school, and the spread of germs are in full swing. Parents, please teach your child to wash their hands often and use hand sanitizer when they can't get to the sink. Show them how to cough into their sleeve. If your child has a fever, keep them home from school, offer fluids, and encourage rest. You can reach your primary care provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We became a little esoteric. Esoteric? Esoteric. Esoteric. Thank God there's a brain in this room. Okay. Yes. <laughs> thank uh, you. We, thank God we have a surgeon. <laughs> yes, we needed a surgeon. But we're talking about <laughs> afterlife things. And I had a question. My daughter called me last night, so I'm going to throw in her question. Okay. She's in her 40s. She's worked with this gentleman for about 20 years. She just found out he has uh, um, esophageal cancer, right. which he said, fortunately for him, if you're going to have it, his doctor said he's so lucky they caught it early. He rarely catch this early. So he's starting on uh, a month or two of chemo and radiation, and then he'll have the surgery, I think, yeah. right after Christmas. She said, I don't know what 60-year-old men like. I don't know what someone going through chemo would want. Is he going to be too exhausted to to read a book or you know i said the one thing i can think of is keep them warm she said really i yeah. said yeah dr home was always cold you could get him a warm pair of socks Ooh, but i thought good idea. or a warm yeah. pair of gloves warm pair of gloves yeah. warm pair well, yes what do you think about reading and you know this question is for molly obviously yeah but other people wonder too when someone is ill you want to give them something you want to do something what can you do you know one of the things that i just did and we're going to talk about esophageal cancer with dr johnson who knows a lot about it but the, one of the things that I've just did was ordered a paper white a book. Uh, it, it's a, one of those electronic books. And it's a paper white, so it glows in the night, so you don't need to have the light on. So I don't need to bother my wife so much anymore. I turn on the light, you know, when I want to go back to sleep, but I couldn't get back to sleep because I'm thinking about all everything. Of the, you know, <laughs> everything. So I I pull out my paper white, turn off the light, you know, and, and the paper white glows. I, I haven't charged it but one time when it came a month ago, and I've read uh, two books now. 
So I mean, my it's it's really a, a nice thing. That's a that's a relatively inexpensive gift. A book is a is a nice gift. Warm socks is good. Some of the Warm socks. some of the uh, treatments. So treatment prior to uh, an operation is called neoadjuvant therapy, and that's uh, uh, especially in proximal or, or uh, upstream gastrointestinal cancers like esophageal or, or stomach cancer. That um, there's a lot of pretty pretty strong and compelling evidence that neoadjuvant therapy, based on how advanced the disease is, is beneficial. Um, but one of the si- one of the most common side effects is um, what's called peripheral neuropathy, and Rick can probably speak to some of his experience with that. I can. But that is um, changes in the way you f- feel with your fingers and sense temperature, and uh, it can be very uncomfortable to just grab a cool bottle of water um, because it feels very cold and it isn't comfortable at all in your yes. hands. And yeah. feet, in particular, have been troublesome. You don't know where your feet are as well as you. But, yeah, to. so that's why I mentioned the gloves. I think that the one of the most important things she can do is do her best to treat him as she did prior to his diagnosis. I mean, I think oftentimes people are oh. overwhelmed with the diagnosis themselves and feel like everyone else is thinking about it. So they can't, they can't, they don't know what to say. Yeah, I've run into that. I, I will tell you this. I ordered five pair of diabetic socks that are fairly uh, thick, and I, I wear them at night. You know, you go to bed, and your feet, you can't tell whether your feet are cold or not, but they kind of are. And you put on those socks, and they don't squeeze. You know, they're just the most gentle, wonderful. So diabetic socks, just kind of go to the Internet and look up diabetic socks or okay. uh, go through town and, f- and find them where they have diabetic socks available. A wonderful gift. Well, this would be a big help to her and hope to some of the listeners, too, who have friends who become ill and they're not sure what to say. In Molly's case, she knows how to handle it. She had MS uh, diagnosed about 10 years ago now, and I like that. She didn't want people to know because they treat her differently, and she knows how she wants to be treated, and she knows how to treat him because she doesn't want to be treated like an invalid. She is fine. She is functioning. She's fine. That's a blessing, isn't it? So I think once you realize that, then you no longer treat people differently when they're ill. You know, you treat them the same. Well, thank you. I think that'll really be helpful to her. And just some information on esophageal cancer is very helpful, too. Well, now, did you want to go back to your tomorrow night or not? No, but I did want to talk about the old treatments for for, uh, cancer of the esophagus. I remember they used to put in metal tubes hoping that they could that the metal tubes would um, keep the esophagus open while uh, people are you know ugh, it was such a terrible terrible thing um, and they used to radiate thought that was the answer alone and then they used to just cut it out thought that was the answer alone but now it's neoadjuvant you know chemo and radiation then, then you cut it out um, one of the most extensive uh, surgical procedures because the esophagus is I mean, if you imagine kind of the upper part of your abdomen where the skin is, from a surgical standpoint, the esophagus is 100 miles from that place. It's one of the deepest structures in your body. Um, The operation um, that was designed to treat esophageal cancer actually involved opening the chest on the... um, through the ribs and opening the abdomen up to completely mobilize and free up the stomach 
and then remove the tumor and then bring the stomach up into the chest to sew it back to the remaining esophagus. You know, it just makes me feel miserable listening to that <laughs> story <laughs> it's because you know the it's recovery a is a tough one. Very difficult yeah. recovery, but a, 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 it was called an Ivor Lewis uh, Ivor Lewis technique and uh, a tried and true surgery for, um, you know, what really is a devastating um, diagnosis. It used to be so worse, much worse though. And I, I had uh, with my practice, you know, three survivors of esophageal cancer. Well, that's good uh, to know. I, She's hoping that her friend will be too. That's my hope for her and friend too. <coughs> upper, end, upper endoscopy, one of the things um, I, I do with Dr. Wee here in, at Brookings Hos- Hospital where we just take a scope and kind of zip it down the esophagus, mainly for heartburn, reflux, or other early symptoms. That That is the way esophageal cancer is uh, diagnosed most commonly. If you have persistent reflux and you're 40 or older, would you say that's the indication of an EGD, I mean esophageal scoping? Yes. 40 or older or at least 50 or older. And if you have persistent reflux really at any age, because it can happen frequently, um, I joke with patients oftentimes that when I come in to see them, I may have a stethoscope with me, but what I should actually have is, is the endoscope around, around your my neck, neck <laughs> because that's what they're coming to, yeah, coming they're to coming see for. me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that is really the only way to examine the esophagus is to use that endoscope. It's And uh, patients are oftentimes very concerned whether or not they'll be put to, they'll feel it, uh, the gagging sensation. That's quite concerning for them, and we just let them know that they're kind of blissfully unaware and not worried about it. it. It takes eight minutes to do, and you can gain a lot of information about diet and what's causing the reflux. Do they have a small amount of their stomach that's sliding up into the chest? That's called a hiatal hernia. Um, is there a, a, a precancerous condition, which we call Barrett's esophagus, that, that we can treat and monitor so you don't end up with esophageal cancer? So the endoscope is really valuable. Lean on your primary care doc and your general surgeon like Jeff Johnson when you have these kinds of symptoms. You, and we've got good people here to do it here. I mean, you know, it, um, so. We certainly do. Yes. We are going to take our final break. We'll be back right after this. Car safety is very important. The Avera Medical Group Brookings reminds you to buckle your children in the middle of the back seat when possible because it's the safest spot in the vehicle. Remember that airbags can kill young children riding in the front seat. Never place a rear-facing car seat in the front where there is an airbag. Remember to buckle your children in car seats, booster seats, or seat belts with every trip, no matter how short. And set a good example and help protect anyone in the car by always using your seatbelt. Apples and oh, it's so good. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Joan Hogan here, and I'm so pleased to have two two uh, really fine physicians in the oh. in the we room have, with me. We, we have a functioning, tremendous surgeon, and you have an old has-been. Okay, the old has-been is Rick Holm, and the young guy <laughs> is Jeff Johnson, both great guys. You can be old, but you can know a lot, and you do. So we're happy to have you here. See, when you were talking about the cold feet and the cold hands, we had one call, and it's a person who's very healthy but has a problem if uh, she's on the computer too much, her hands start tingling and she gets sore, and also she's to the point where if she's in bed within five minutes, her feet are so cold, she wears socks. Is there a condition that this is? What is that? Well, uh, if you have a peripheral neuropathy, 
then what you really need to do is make sure your B12 level is good, your thyroid level is good. You know, you you need to make sure there's not been exposure to heavy metals. Um, and then when it really comes down to it, you get numbness in your hands when you're using the computer. There, 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 there are um, uh, devices that you can strap to your wrists and prevent from uh, carpal tunnel from uh, progressing most of the time. So Anything in order else? to know, she should see she your should, doctor. She then. needs to get a workup, make sure that there's not something causing it. Jeff, would you add to that? Yeah, a perif- or a carpal tunnel syndrome, an extremely common uh, condition, the bundle of, of connective tissue that the nerves supply and uh, that runs into your hand uh, runs through, just gets kind of tense and swollen and irritated from constant pressure, and that squeezes a couple of the nerves into your hands. Is can be treated with physical therapy or surgery if necessary. And those splints, too. And okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's very helpful to know. I'm sure that this caller will appreciate that and just get it get it checked out and make sure you're okay. Uh, we are down to just a couple of minutes. I, I, wanna, I wanted to say again about the spirits tomorrow night. It's going to be an interesting show. I have Maggie Callanan who wrote a book, Final, Final Gifts, uh, and it was a book uh, with her partner, uh, hospice nurses, about end of life and how do you face dying. Uh, and and uh, she's really a believer in the near-death experiences and the tunnel and the light and all that stuff. And then with us, Dick Howard, who is a plastic surgeon from Sioux Falls, who wrote a book just filled with that same kind. Have you, Jeff, have you looked at that book? I have seen the book. I, ha- I haven't read it, but... I, uh, Dr. Howard is a is a great guy, a tremendous surgeon, and really um, tremendous personality. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. must have a sense of humor. I noticed that his <laughs> his office is called Body Garage. Yeah, <laughs> he, and I thought Body Garage. What is this? I had to look it up, and he's a plastic surgeon. Yeah, he and his with son. With the Body Garage. Yeah, he has a son who is kind of a knockoff of Dick Howard. You know. Richard Howard. Good sense of humor and a fine plastic surgeon. Yes. He'll be on the show with you tomorrow night. And it will be so interesting. that I'm just going to let the two of them kind of mesh together and watch the sparks fly. Oh, is is uh, is Tom going to be there as well, his son? Uh, no. Oh, no, okay. No. Tom. But it will be Maggie Callanan oh, right. on Skype. Yes, okay. From, uh, from Connecticut. And... Uh, Well, it'll be a good show. I hope all of you tune in at South Dakota Public Television, 7 o'clock Thursday night. And we hope today that you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program, and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit us at www.prairiedoc.org. My thanks to Dr. Jeff Johnson, General Surgeon with the Vera Medical Group Brookings, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank and you, it, Jeff. It's been great to have you here, and thank you, Rick. That's all for this week. Yeah, thank you, Joan. Thank you, Bob, and stay healthy out there and exercise, too, you yeah.